0: Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Law and Finance Show. And today we have another great guest on. Now, one of the things that you run into when you're running a law firm is how do you stand out? And when it comes down to the injury sector of law firms, it can be a crowded space. So a big question is how do you stand out so that clients know you are the right firm for them. Well, today there's a stellar firm that I've looked at some of the testimonies they have, some of the wins that they have. I'm excited to have Mona Deldar on today. So stay tuned for today's episode. So without further ado, let me bring on Mona. Mona, welcome to the show.
1: Hello, Terrell. How are you? Thank you.
0: I am doing very well. Thank you for asking. Now, Mona, as I said, you know, I, I I took a look at your website. One of the things that I am very impressed by, and and maybe it's just because we're figuring this out in our own business, is people who can grab testimonies and just have clients that they've served who say great things about them. So I'm definitely looking forward to hopping into that, asking you about that. But before we do that, can you tell us a little bit about your background and kind of how you got into practicing law?
1: Sure. So I've been in the biz for 20 plus years. I'm a personal injury attorney. And for me, it was kind of a natural progression in my life. I have always been a people person. I love people, empathetic, probably to a fault. I love problem solving. I like talking. I like reading. So it my profession has all those elements mixed in together. And so honestly, pretty early on in life, I just knew like law school and lawyer life is probably going to be where I'm headed. And, um, you know, I just I enjoy helping people. And I think that's kind of what fuels me is I love listening to people what they're going through and figuring out what we can do to help them out.
0: Wow. You know, that's a pretty interesting, I mean, background, because from what I have learned in just different, you know, clients of ours or different friends who are lawyers who, you know, support injury cases is you're showing up at a very interesting time in people's lives.
1: Oh, yeah. Complete turmoil. Unexpected turmoil. This is one of those unique areas of the law where you don't know it's happening. You know, there's other areas, you know, for instance, you're going to need help with your immigration paperwork. You know, you're going to get a divorce. Like you don't know this is happening to you. You're just going about your daily life and suddenly you're involved in an accident and your life is turned upside down. So when people come to us, they're usually in a very almost frazzled state of mind and they're completely like in turmoil and they don't know what to do and how to proceed so we're kind of the voice of calm and we we get in there and we really kind of get you on track
0: awesome yeah yeah one of the things that i'm curious about is you know what that transition for you was like i mean did you go to law school and practice law in another firm before moving and starting your own firm or did you go right into starting your own firm
1: so i did not go right into starting my own law firm absolutely not i actually worked for a law firm before i even went to law school just to see if i this is what i want to do with my life and it happened to be a personal injury law firm and i loved it and i kind of was the client liaison there i dealt again what i naturally kind of gravitate towards client aspect of things so I, I started there, I started helping people. I learned a little bit about the industry and I learned a little bit about the practice of law, but I worked for another law firm, law firms for many years after law school before I decided to go out on my own. And for me, that was a very important process. I, I, it wouldn't have been a good idea to kind of straight away jump into the practice of my own law firm. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been too much, too soon, too overwhelming. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, that is that is very, very interesting. And, and I, I think it's, there's so many lawyers that I've talked to that have said something similar of now actually running a law firm, if they would have jumped into it right away, they would have been completely over their head. So, oh, so, yeah. I, guess, 100%. <laughs> so I guess throughout, throughout your journey, um, I guess were there were there any particular events or was it just kind of a feel of a natural progression that eventually led you to, you know, coming to that conclusion that, Hey, you know what, I've gotten this experience at all these different places that, Hey, you know, I'm ready to do this on my own. So what kind of led to that decision?
1: I think I always knew this is where I wanted to be. I wanted to eventually start my own practice and do things my way. I am not your traditional cookie cutter attorney or your cookie cutter law firm, and I knew that one day I would want to open up my own practice and kind of do it, um, do things you know the the Mona way. This is a very um, saturated area of the law, and it's it's you know predominantly. Um, you know, male oriented. And there's just a certain type of person you see when you think of in your head, when you think of a PI attorney. And so I just kind of wanted to um, one day, eventually open my own practice and kind of go about it in my own way. And I think that that's really the way anybody um, will truly be happy in, in running their own business or in life. It is just be true to yourself and run your, your business, whatever business you're in, um, in a way that makes sense to you and is true to you. And people will come, they will, they will gravitate towards that. Those that are meant to work with you and those that are meant to be within your circle will come. And so I, I, I always knew eventually I would go out on my own and I had great mentors along the way who I learned from, and I asked questions and helped me out. And it was, I think, very much a natural progression for me to be where we are nice. today. Yeah.
0: Nice. Yeah. Now you mentioned the, the mentors and like I said, that you could ask questions and those that helped you out. You know, did those mentor relationships kind of start from uh, you asking questions or was it someone who saw potential in you and said, hey, I'll take you under my wings, or was it a, a mix of kind of both? You asking for help and someone wanting to help you out?
1: I asked a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody particularly wanted to help me out. I really um, just kind of, you know, you got to get in there. And I had really great bosses, and I think it was a really amazing good fortune that I worked for small firms. It's great to work in a large law firm and get that experience. But for me, working in smaller law firms kind of really gave me firsthand knowledge of the intricacies of starting your own law firm and what it really takes to kind of build from the ground up. And I, I found that to be an invaluable experience. And I, you know, ask a lot of questions and I, you know, you got to figure things out. There's only so much you can do on your own. You, you need, you need team, you need mentorship. And I really thankfully had wonderful people in my life that were more than willing to help me out. Yeah.
0: Now, I guess, where do you think that kind of, you know, I guess you would say inquisitive nature or just the comfort with asking and like you said, really going for it. Like, was there anything kind of early in your life that kind of created that or like, or just kind of taught you that early on? Or where did that come from?
1: (laughs) You mean I'm nosy? (laughs) I (laughs) ask a lot of questions. You know, no, it's just, it's just, I think when you kind of um, have your end game plan, then you kind of build out your next steps in accordance to that. And so I always knew for me, I wanted to work in smaller law firms because I knew I would gain more experience with all aspects of running a law firm, of managing a case from A to Z. You know, a lot of times when you work in a larger law firm, you're kind of pigeonholed in one department. But for me, I was really kind of the everything person when you get thrust in a smaller environment. And um, that was really helpful in kind of building the foundation for one day opening
0: up my own practice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Right, I love it. And, you know, and that brings up an interesting point that I'm curious about for you know, yourself. was like when you made that transition to working with all these different firms to it's like, all right, the natural progression, you knew you were going to have your own firm one day, you decided to do it. What was that journey like of learning the business side of running your own firm?
1: It's tough. You're it's no you're no longer nine to five. You are you are nine to five, you know, practicing law and then f- five to you know midnight figuring out how to work QuickBooks, how to like set up your case management software, how to get your printers going, you know, and you're kind of the everything person, at least for me. I I didn't have a team, I didn't have, you know, a, a huge setup, I really started out small potatoes and just trying to get everything going on my own. And, um, you know, you've got to really, in my opinion, do it yourself. And then you know who you're looking for to help you out when you're ready to build out your team. So I really was in the nitty gritty of the A to Z. And then little by little, you get your team going. And you bring in your crew and you, slowly, but surely realize that you can only get so far on your own, but you need to also know everything, right? You need to know how everything works. So you, you learn it. And then once you've learned it, then you, you build out your team and you go from there. So it was slow, but very systemic.
0: Um, Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, how was that process? Because sometimes when I, you know, talk to, to different, lawyers, and I'll be honest, even experiencing myself of like, as your business grows, how did you handle the letting go some stuff that, you know, you probably did it very well, and you (laughs) like the way you did it.
1: No one's going to do anything the way you do it, (laughs) right? But that's okay. That's okay. You've got to be, you've got to be complacent with a certain degree of error, or tra- transgression from the way you do things. And for probably us, I'm going to assume you're type A, little OCD. It's hard to do. It's but 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 that's the only way you'll grow. It's the only way you'll grow. In a 24-hour period, there is only so much one person can do. And you know what? It's not a bad thing if somebody does things differently than you. You know, you you learn a thing or two from them, they learn a thing or two from you and um it may not get done the way you would have gotten done but sometimes it gets done better and you know that's that's great it's a learning experience we learn from each other and so there is more than one way to get things done and i think um that's actually um to let go and to let things be done differently or to make mistakes these are all growing pains and it's a good thing it's a good thing Yeah.
0: now i'm curious for you because I, I was taking a look on you know your, the awesome team that you have built and developed and one of the things that i find with a lot of lawyers and just different law firms is that bringing on associates bringing on paralegals bringing on legal assistants those things um they tend to flow a little bit more natural than bringing on people in marketing or bringing on like a head of operation. So how was that for you of really wrapping your mind around bringing on some of the, you know, the non-legal staff kind of roles onto your team?
1: Actually, you're right. I, I, I am getting schooled <laughs> because, you know, I, I, can, I can understand, you know, who is a great paralegal, who is a good associate attorney but I don't really know much about marketing. I don't know much about, you know, numbers, you know, some things, but barely really not much. And so they come in and they teach me and they help me. And um, it's a little bit of a leap of faith. Um, I have gone through my fair share of trial and error on on all of these things. finding the right marketing person, for instance, you had mentioned that because, you know, you've got your own, there's no one way to market, right? You want to market like your style and your personality. And so not everybody like fits that vision and, or even fits our industry. But thankfully, you know, I, I've got a great, great, great team going and, um, it didn't happen overnight you've got to you know don't don't be afraid to to let part ways you know after two three months but um yeah we we thankfully um it's always a little bit of a challenge but luckily we've got a really great team going right now yeah awesome
0: awesome you know one of the things that um that that i heard you say it earlier and in my mind i was like i hope it didn't show my face i was like you know what? I'm, I was shocked that you said that, where you talked about how long you had been, you know, running your firm and practicing law, and the reason why I was shocked is because, like, any most of the people that I talked to that have been running a firm for more than ten years, when I look at their website, it's usually not as engaging as yours. So. Was that was that the work of the marketing team, or that a little bit of you know the Mona way of doing things? You know, (laughs) bringing a bit more life to. I mean, because honestly, when I and I talk to you know some law firms that have been operating for a while, you can pretty much tell they took a website template and they just put their information in. Um, But it's like when looking at yours, it's just like, hey. There is a personalized touch to this. It is a bit more engaging. So, where did that kind of come from?
1: And honestly, in anything in life, I refuse to just throw something together and put it out there. And so, this website really was my baby. And we, I will say, we put a lot of effort into it and many, many iterations. And we are still, even in this moment, working on our website. I have literally have. have have somebody out my door right now, combing through our website, figuring out how to make it better, how to, um, you know, improve. You cannot be stagnant. We are always in every aspect, website, social media, um, continuing legal education, looking to improve, to change, to come up to speed. And the website is really, um, it's the face of the business. I mean, when we're recommended, and most of our clients, by the way, are referrals. First thing anyone does is Google. Delta Legal. Let me go on their website. That's what I do when I want to hire someone. First thing I do is I Google. Do you, do you have a website? Do you have Yelp reviews? So it's to me, it's, a, it's really important. I wanted it to be representative of who we are. And so for me, that website really is who we are. I love it. Actually,
0: I'm glad you brought it up. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. and no, I know. I'll say speaking, of, and part of that is because, like you know, I, I'm thinking about that even with uh, you know with my team and my own business of you know it's like the, the website being sometimes like that's the very first impression that people get to where yeah. it's just like, what is that saying?
1: Yeah, it's your virtual like business card. I guess it, it's mm-hmm. it's so important. Yeah. I, I agree with you on
0: that. And so speaking of your website, where can people find you? What should they look for when they are searching for you online?
1: Type in Deldar Legal. Type in Deldar Legal. Um, our website is a wealth of information on the types of like law we practice in particular areas. You can see all of our, there you go, all of our awards. Um, How we work, we work on a contingency, so there's no out-of-pocket fees or costs to you, which is a huge relief when working with an attorney. Um, You can see our testimonials, you can see our case results, um, you can read some of our blogs, you can contact us through the chat, you can email, you can call, and then you can also find us on Facebook, you can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. On TikTok, we're everywhere. We're everywhere, <laughs> and and really, and really, it's an, it's intentional. We we are everywhere. I I you know we you you won't find us um, in you know on billboards or bus benches or on you know TV commercials. But I I really put a very strong emphasis on having people get to know us on social media. I think that's so important because any attorney can go on a 30-second commercial and say, I'm the best, hire me. But I, I, for us, I think it's very important for whoever works with us to know who we are, not just professionally with our case results and who we are as a team, but also you know, the kind of social water cooler kind of people we are who we are with each other, how we interact with each other. We love animals in our office. We are a huge animal loving office. If You go on our TikTok, we love dogs, we love cats. So you'll see, like, I just, I think it's important to know each other on a human level, right? Because we can all say we've got great case results. We can all say we go to court and win, but you want to be able to connect with your attorney. I want to connect with my clients. I, I have actually, I have actually, um, foregone representation, like on decent cases, because they thought maybe we're not a good fit with each other. Right. So to me, that's really important. You're going to be like, every case lasts at least, at least six, six months, if not longer. So that's a relationship we're going to have for quite some time. If we're in litigation, even longer. So I end up becoming friends with many of our clients. We're friends. I'm your therapist. I'm your, you know, advisor. I'm also your attorney, and I like people to know us, um, not just from a commercial or from a billboard, but from, you know, what we present on social media, informative videos, day in the life in the office. We're, you know, at the end of the day, we're all people, and so I put a lot of emphasis on on what you what we our online presence and our Instagram, Facebook, YouTube shorts, TikTok. Yep, yeah. We've got someone in the office following us around every day, <laughs>
0: <laughs> listening to our, you know,
1: you know, case strategy meetings, which you we know, don't, I'm not going to broadcast that, but you know, he, you know, conversations in the kitchen conference room and, you know, we put it out there people should know who their attorneys are.
0: Nice. I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. Well, what I will say is, Mona, it has been a pleasure having you on. And, and one final question um, before I let you get back to your your, your busy, productive day. is: oh, <laughs> So if someone is, you know, someone is, if you're talking to someone, and you're saying like, hey, I was on the Law & Finance show with Terrell Turner, and you should definitely go back and listen to the interview that I did with him. Um, and when you listen to it, here are two big takeaways you should have from my conversation with Terrell. What would you tell people are your two big takeaways?
1: Oh, good question. Um, For someone going into business in this profession, a couple things. Two, one, I think when you announce to the world, I'm an attorney, I've gone out on my own. Everybody wants you to do everything for them. You suddenly, you do my incorporation paperwork for me. Hey, can you handle my immigration paperwork for me? Oh my God, I need a divorce. Can you handle that? No, (laughs) no. It is so tempting when you're out on your own to not want to say no to any business that comes your way, right? Like who says no to business? You're on your own. It's still scary. You've got bills to pay. You don't want to say no to anybody that needs your help, but say no. You don't want to practice door lock which is whatever comes through the door, you just take it. It's, it. It is really a better idea to master one, two areas of the law and really just focus on that. I always really, I think slow and steady wins the race. And if you're just deliberate and conscientious about how you proceed in the long run, you will, you will do way better. So, you know, it's okay to say no, you, you say no do what you like, do what you're good at, master it, and just accept those cases. Other cases that come in, there are plenty of attorneys out there, you can refer them out. And usually they'll give you a referral fee. So for me, that's that's the way to practice, it's the best way to start, and then build a team for yourself. You, you cannot, there's only really so far anybody can go on their own. So learn everything, learn your case management software, learn how to set up your printers, learn, how every aspect of your business works. You don't ever want to be in the dark. And then build your team and delegate. So I would say those are my two kind of big takeaways. Pick your area of the law and build your team.
0: Awesome, I love it. Well, Mm -hmm. Mona, thank you so much for being an amazing guest and thank you for coming on the show today.
1: Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure, Terrell, thank you. It's been fun.